Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Final hour here on a post-Super Bowl Monday, February 12th. Ryan Horvath, Sean Levine holding it down. It's BetMGM tonight. Check out the show on Twitch. YouTube, check out the podcast wherever you find out your wherever you find your podcast. Uh, leave us a five star review, maybe a nice little comment. You could comment on my one hundred dollar haircut. You could comment on my uh, great Super Bowl info as far as the props. You could comment on how big of a loser I am for betting against Pat Mahomes. Although I didn't technically bet against Pat Mahomes, I just bet the Niners in August and didn't hedge your middle like a big dummy. Uh, but right know. now, let's find out how the books did because we know that I didn't do very well. And uh, let's do that right now with our guy, Patrick Everson, who we were able to actually meet in person, not once, but twice at Mandalay Bay. Pat Everson, senior reporter over at Vegas Insider. Pat, let's, uh, before we even get into the game, how the books did, how the public did, all that fun stuff, what was your biggest takeaway from Super Bowl weekend, the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, man? Because I love Vegas. I've never seen the traffic like that. I've never... Not mm-hmm. been able to get from point A to point B. I've never seen so many people, professional athletes, music stars, movie stars. Everybody was literally in Las Vegas. Um, what was your biggest takeaway just from the week? I I thought kind of the the quote. First off, thanks to the two of you for having me on. And I think Sean's taking a page out of my book. I decided today that I was not going to brush my hair. So I don't know <laughs> if that's what's going on there or not. But I can tell you that's why I've got my... Oh, well, you yeah. have less of an issue with that than I do. But but that said, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing jack. I mean, I worked today. I got some things done, but I did not bother to brush my hair. Uh, but that's way off, tra- way, way off track here, Ryan. So I apologize. But look, I think my, kind of my takeaway relating to what you said, it was funny. I was talking to Scott Shelton late Saturday night. He's with BetMGM Nevada, and he works upstairs at Mandalay Bay in the risk room for BetMGM out here, not in the sports book. The risk room is like in a back office, you know, far away from the actual sports book. But he said late Saturday night, he's like, if you're under 30, if you're over 30 and you live here, why would you come down here? (laughs) He's like, this is New Year's Eve on steroids. I've never seen anything like it. And I thought that was a very apt description of what was going on. Although from Scott's perspective, it was, it was more him lamenting kind of what's going on and the inability to get around town and so forth. But look, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And I do, I, the very few and far between are the people who said Las Vegas was not a good Super Bowl experience. Everybody had a really good time. I think um, the game ended up, you know, it, it was slow and sluggish and, and just bad in parts, but we got a great late fourth quarter and a spectacular overtime. And um, so we ended up getting a really good game. I mean, my takeaway is that it was awesome and it shows that, you know, Vegas is a city for all events, sports, entertainment, etc. Hey, Patrick, for the record, my girlfriend tells me that bald is beautiful. So she's either lying to oh, me or I'm going with that. I don't I'm have an saying. issue with it at all. I, I um, uh, It was my lack of knowledge there. I apologize. I'm just messing with you, man. Um, I, I would kill for <laughs> these days, if I'm being honest with you. Hey, just out of curiosity, this is a random question. Let's say the mm-hmm. Chiefs don't come down and score that in overtime, and ultimately they lose the game. Who do you think was going to be the MVP from the San Francisco side? Because I was holding on to a Christian McCaffrey ticket. Do you think that I should be bitter about that? Was he going to get the award? Well, I think Juwan, I think Juwan Jennings was going to get the award. Probably. So, yeah. 
Yeah, you you might have gotten McCaffrey, but I think Jawan Jennings earned it. I mean, the guy threw a TD pass. He scored a touchdown. He was pivotal through much of the game. So I think that was Jawan Jennings' award to win if the Niners could have just found a way to, to get a stop there uh, against the Chiefs. So um, you shouldn't feel too bad. I mean, you can feel a little bad about it. but uh, and, and McCaffrey was great in spots, but, you know, no touchdowns. And, and, and Jennings was really, really instrumental to the Niners being in position to win that game. Well, I would not know touchdowns, obviously. He had the first one. He had the pass from Jawan Jennings to McCaffrey, touchdown. Yes. So, my bad. I'm having a little brain cramp here. It's been a long 24 hours. But I just thought overall, Jennings with, uh, you know, with a touchdown pass and a touchdown reception, which is, like, super unusual. And he made plays in other areas of the game as well. It was, it was his to lose. Absolutely. And, Pat, I wanted to hit on the total. I want to hit on, like, the props that most, uh, mm-hmm. you know, affected the books and where they did well. Because I'm sure they did well in some spots, maybe not so well in mm-hmm. some spots. But let's just start with the result. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. What did that mean for the books? Not only just for the futures markets, because I know there was guys out there like me who maybe had some San Francisco futures who maybe didn't mm-hmm. hedge. I know that there were some really big bets on the Kansas City Chiefs. I felt really bad not hedging and betting the Niners when we had you on. And it was Friday and you told me Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, said, well, I'd make the Chiefs a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's Pat when I knew I was in some trouble and should maybe hedge. But like a dummy, I did not. I went against two of the greatest, both Billy and Pat Mahomes. But just what did that result mean for the books? You know, both just people betting the side and then, you know, the futures markets as well with two of the more popular teams coming into the season. Right. It was an interesting situation because two weeks ago when this game, when this matchup was first set, Ryan, uh, multiple books, including BetMGM, were in a great spot with the Chiefs on the Futures book and a really bad spot with the Niners. So there were Chiefs fans right out of the gate. But the public early, not a lot, because it takes a long time for the public to really get into this game. And the overwhelming majority of money comes in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, But they were still hitting the Chiefs relatively early. And it just continued. It never really backed off. It was always Chiefs like, you know, two to one tickets, three to one money on the spread, three to one tickets, five to one money on the money line. Chiefs money line was the most popular bet at most sports books for the Super Bowl. That was the single most popular bet. Chiefs to just win outright. People taking that short plus money instead of laying the 110 or, or whatever on the spread. So ultimately that caught up with everybody and pretty much everybody needed the needed uh, the Niners in this game. They, the, 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 they got flipped on Niners Super Bowl futures liability and really ended up needing the Niners. Now, I mean, that was bet MGM. That was, uh, that was, I was, I was hanging out at, I don't know who else I'm allowed to mention, but I was at Super Bowl Anybody. yesterday. They, they, they absolutely needed that. That was, it was, they needed the Niners in the worst way. John Murray told me, told me, Jeff Benson at Circa, they took two $1 million bets at Circa yesterday, one on each side, but they didn't balance each other out necessarily. They still ended up ultimately really needing the 49ers. So, um, that, that was a result that the public did really well to with the Chiefs winning outright. A really good result for the public in the Super Bowl as, as far as just the, the game itself. Yeah. Patrick, how hard is it to make a live line when in the balls Patrick Mahomes? Because last year in the Super Bowl, they were down 10 around mm-hmm. halftime, and I got them at plus 250. I actually got the Chiefs yesterday at one point in the third quarter at plus 300, and I just kept licking mm-hmm. my chops. I'm like, what are these right. odds makers doing? This is Patrick Mahomes. I get it. In a normal situation, the odds are about right. 
don't they have to start adjusting a little bit more though for Patrick Mahomes? Like being down double digits in the biggest game means nothing to that dude. Right. And, you know, yesterday might have just been a function. I mean, that third quarter was pretty disjointed, too. Um, you know, like really the first three quarters were certainly the first quarter and a half or so. And then it kind of got interesting. And then, you know, San Francisco gets a touch, gets that touchdown on the trick play and it starts to pick up a little bit. But maybe the disjointedness contributed to that a little bit. But to your point, Sean, this is from uh, John Murray, great odds maker, longtime odds maker here. Um, he said we were seeing a lot of Chiefs in game. He's, and this was during the game that he texted me this. He said, we are definitely firmly rooting for San Francisco, even more so than when the game kicked. And I knew oh, that sure. was going to happen. Um, I knew that was going to happen, that they were going to come back at, ha- you know, in game and at halftime, they were going to hammer the Chiefs. And they did. And I'm sure that was uh, that was not unique to John Murray's experience. I'm sure that was an experience at BetMGM and so forth. It reminded me a little bit, A, Sean, of what you noted probably happened last year with, with the uh, – with the Chiefs in this game. And it probably happened the last time the Niners and the Chiefs met. Because remember, the Chiefs were down in that game as well. But it reminded me, you know, even though there was much bigger deficit to overcome and probably more money came in for this, when the when the Falcons had the Patriots on the freaking ropes. And it was just a mountain of money coming in in-game on the New England Patriots. It was an obscene amount of money coming in on the Patriots in-game. Nobody was losing faith in them. And, and I think Mahomes is in that same class. Yeah, it's obviously a tough market. So, Pat, uh, I thought one of the more fascinating conversations that we had when we were in person, you know, in Vegas Super Bowl week was about the prop market, how much that's changed, mm-hmm. how much limits have changed. So I wanted to get to that because, okay, so the books obviously clean up. I should say the public cleans up uh, with the result of mm-hmm. the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But we had the novelty props, not only like Mahomes going over his passing yards and the player props, which I want to know how they did, but how about the novelty? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we didn't get the octopus. But what about the overtime, no overtime, things of that such? You know, how do, how does oh, the prop market treat the books? I take overtime, yes, every year. The books <laughs> yeah. got clobbered on overtime, yes. That was a killer. Uh, again, from, from John Murray, he said, look, that game going to overtime not only killed us on, you know, the public betters and people like myself. I love playing overtime, yes. I got it at plus nine and a quarter. Yeah. That made a winning day for me. I was going to have a losing day, and then it went to overtime. And a losing day turned into a winning day. So I was pretty happy with that. My, my wife was definitely very happy with that. Um, so, But he said, look, that going to overtime, it hurt us on the overtime prop, but in a whole lot of other ways too, because more stats were able to be uh, added up for each side. Probably a few more overs got in for betters on more standard props, Ryan. So that game going overtime is just huge. But if you just talk the prop itself, the yes, no, universally, BetMGM's Tristan Davis said they got killed by it. Caesar said they got killed by it. Superbook got killed by it. Circa specifically said Chiefs and OT was, uh, you know, basically a terrible result. Um, So, yeah, that was huge. Um, One odds maker told me before the game, I was interviewing him before the game, just shortly before kickoff. And I said, well, what about the coin toss? He's like, oh, he said, he said, we, we need tails. He said, we need tails. Need tails. I mean, there's that much action on it and it's that lopsided that they need tails. So, and they did not get tails. It was heads. No. Uh, I think, I believe it was heads, if I remember correctly. Yep. And, uh, and, the, and the book I was in place went freaking bananas. Everybody the, going the bananas. bananas. Did you guys notice that? There was yeah, like this huge sure. pop. Well, it was so loud in the book that I couldn't hear this. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Go I ahead, thinking, I was thinking gambling's in really good hands. Like this thing that we all love and do for a living, sports gambling. As soon <laughs> as it went to heads, the place you would have thought there was a touchdown scored. It was crazy. The oh, place went nuts. 
Exactly. I couldn't hear the stadium because it was so loud in the book. They were going bananas too. It's so funny to see how involved people are. They just want, I was talking about this with Ryan last with Ryan and Trista and Nick last week. Betters really want, and multiple odds makers told me this, they love to get an early win. And the Super Bowl is such a public game. You have a lot of betters who never bet, who probably don't even watch football normally, but are just doing what everybody else is doing on Super Bowl Sunday. They're at a party with their friends. Um, you know, all these people in the stadium and all that, they just, you know, they want to, they want to chalk up a win early or at least get a decision early, whether they win or lose. And, and so the coin toss gets very heavily bet as well as who wins the coin toss. That's just, you know, there's two different props. So they both get really, really well bet. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I have no doubt that the noise in the stadium was great. In fact, I saw there was uh, some sort of analytics company that sent something out last night. I can't remember exactly the name of it. But they are uh, they 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 do a bunch of analysis of of geo data, geocaching, geofencing, uh, geocaching, geofencing. You know to figure out where things are going on. And there was a ton of live betting going on inside Allegiant Stadium. A lot. Yeah, I can imagine. So Pat, we only got about sixty seconds. And first off, I want to mm-hmm. thank you uh, not only for coming on the show twice, but also the drink tickets. Nick and I would like to thank you. You saved <laughs> us. You saved us at least a little bit of money, man. Um, that the four well, did you happy to do it. me last night uh, in sure, about sixty <laughs> seconds. How did the uh, how did the total end up doing for the books? You know, obviously, I'm sure everybody in the public, you know, was on the over. Maybe that they, they made some money back there. How did uh, how did the total fare for the most? Of the well, years? as you as you two probably saw, that number slid back toward kickoff, 47, yeah. even 46 and a half at some places. So, uh, yeah, the the one thing that bet that Scott Shelton at BetMGM Nevada. Now he so he's only speaking to the Nevada market, but he said, look. Well, and I think Tristan Davis said this though too. I think he said this yeah. though too. So it was better Jim nationally. Getting under 47 and a half was really key for the books. And what Scott said was something like what kept it from being total annihilation was that we got under 47 and a half. So get, getting a, uh, a low scoring game that really should have been a much more low scoring game. All of a sudden it piled up and then you get to overtime and more points get scored. Uh, it was almost over on all numbers. If you think of the Niners score a touchdown, and the Chiefs score a touchdown. It goes over on all numbers. And that would have been a real killer for the books and a real big boon for the betters. They had to love that blocked or missed extra point, man. Even though I hated mm. it as a Niners backer. Pat, thanks so much for all your hard work, man. Now go get some rest. I know it's been a long uh, seven, what, <laughs> 10 days now there in Vegas. Totally worth it. And it was great to meet you and your team. And Sean, it's good to talk to you as well. And uh, uh, looks like you're in a Chiefs hat, Sean. So congratulations. And we'll, uh, we'll talk with you all soon. Thanks, Pat. You're the best in the business. Thanks for everything last week, man. Really mean it. Hope you, hopefully you got to you too. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Sean and I are going to hit on some NBA. We got some games that are about to start up, some games that are coming down to the wire. We'll talk more Super Bowl. Bet MGM tonight.